Can you trust recruiters who are also your consultants? Hi, welcome back to the Employment Schmooze podcast. I'm your host, Chaim Desser, CEO of Poll Group. I would like to make an introduction to this episode. The points that I'm going to mention today might come across a little direct. Sometimes in politics, they say there is a need to use political correctness. Likewise, when it comes to sales and deal breaking in business, we also use sometimes some flowery words to help sweeten the deal. But when you want to raise awareness about something, there is no choice but to speak clearly without sugarcoating it. So in this episode, my goal is to raise awareness and therefore I will not sugarcoat anything. So forgive me for being direct. Well, in today's day and age, the title consultant is overused and abused. It used to be that someone became an expert in a field and then they became a consultant. They were able to advise people in an area where they had deep knowledge and experience. But today it seems very different. We find many people who never really experienced anything. All they might have been doing to call themselves consultants was either they took an online course or it could be they participated in a seminar where the organizer promised them that after paying for an event and participating in their seminar, they can then call themselves consultants. Some of them never owned a successful business before. Some of them never even worked at a company. They never had authority over them. They never worked in a team, with a team, never managed a team. But now, somehow, they have a title consultant. Some call themselves advisors, specialists, freelance consultant, or business coach, life coach. You can pick and choose a name. They're basically all the same, just different names. But you as a business owner, hopefully, would not be foolish enough to trust that they know how to build your team or how to grow your business, let alone giving them over the focus of your business, letting them shift your entrepreneurial gifted ideas for your business in another direction. I hope not. I look at it this way. Let's say there are two individuals in your town called Greenfeld. The difference between the two is that one is a doctor and the other one is a grocery owner. One day, you develop something, let's say, a terrible cold or an infection, God forbid, and you decide to go visit the grocery guy, Greenfeld, instead of the Dr. Greenfeld. They both have the same name, no? Oh, and I almost forgot, one more credential that they might show you why they are good consultants is that they wrote an article in some magazine with a nice picture of them too. Who knows if the writing itself was their own doing? I'm sure there is no need to elaborate on all the flaws here. And that's not my main point. I just wish that intelligent employers know that they can't trust their company in the hands of inexperienced people who have zero credentials. The company that you worked so hard to build up can go down the tubes in no time with these inexperienced so-called consultants. I have seen it happen, unfortunately. A self-proclaimed title does not indicate or prove anything. If you need to choose a consultant, try to find someone that has actual experience in the issues that you have on hand. Don't try to call your car mechanic to fix your broken stove. Call the expert for what you need. There is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to business consultants. Everything is a separate skill. Finance, operations, marketing, expansion, customer service, human resources, employment compensation, etc. There are individuals who have experience in these specific fields, so choose your consultant wisely. Now, I would like to share with you a story 
and I will let the listeners themselves make their own judgment if it's right or wrong. A friend of mine had a situation within his company and he decided to hire a consultant to help him with his issue. This consultant came in and here is one of the things I tell people to always check on. If you call someone to help you in one area and they right away try to shift your focus onto another problem in another area of your business, it should indicate that something is not so kosher here. Sometimes they do it because they are more comfortable dealing with an issue that they know that they can handle rather than dealing with the challenge that they didn't encounter yet. Even if the challenging stuff is what you really called them for. So this consultant came in, but instead shifted the focus to another area and that was on employees. The consultant picked up on one of the top employees as if that is the number one problem in the company. He said to the employer, listen, I hear you're paying this guy about 250K. I believe you can most likely find someone for 150K or max 175,000 for what this person does. Oh, so now the owner started listening and thinking, if he can save me 100K in salary just in the first session here, now, let's see what else this consultant can do for my company. So here's where it gets iffy. The consultant tells him, listen, I'm your consultant. I will interview the candidates for you because I know what you're looking for in a candidate to replace this guy. So I'll help you. I'll reach out to my family member who is a recruiter and they will send you resumes. They will copy me on it too. And I'll make my time to interview them with you. At this point, the company owner is still convinced that someone is here to save his company from overpaying. The resume started to come in, but fortunately enough, the company owner had enough responsibility to his own company to be there at the interviews as well. He asked the hard questions from the candidates that he knew were really important for his business. And what he witnessed was one after another, none of the candidates matched up to his expectations. So he started wondering, does this consultant know anything about my needs in my business? Or am I completely off the rocks here? But something definitely doesn't add up. Now, what this consultant seemed to forget is that the world these days is very small. And with one punch of a button, you can find out everything. It turns out that the consultant owns the recruiting firm himself just under another name. So on the first opportunity, he made sure to double dip. If he replaces an employee, he makes a nice fee on the recruiting. If he interviews, he bills for his time as a consultant as well. And if at the same time he also manages to save the company 100K, then everyone should be happy, no? But it was a pure conflict of interest. And in the end, the client was not happy because he shifted the focus to gain on recruiting and therefore did not pay attention to what the client called him for. The top guy of the company who he was looking to replace happened to be a great asset to the company, but almost lost his job because someone had a recruiting agenda. So if anyone asks if you can trust consultants who are also your recruiters at the same time with such conflict of interest, I believe you, the listener, should answer for yourself. But what's ironic here is that the same consultants who tells your team managers that they cannot wear many hats, they are the ones who wear all the hats possible. If you have a problem in one area in your business, oh, okay, no problem. Then they are that consultant. If you have a problem in another part of your business, oh, no problem. Just give him a half a second. He just changes his hat and now he's a pro in this area too. The same applies when job seekers or employees seek out help from either career advisors or other personal development consultants, as I mentioned in my previous episodes, please watch out to whom you go. 
I meet lately a lot of candidates who got burnt from individuals who labeled themselves life coaches. What really makes one a life coach? Let's not go into that subject because that's a whole story on its own. But bottom line, it used to be that someone had to work hard and gain years of experience in order to be able to earn a title. But today, that title doesn't mean much. So if you need help, the smart way is to go with those who have enough experience under their belt. Don't get caught up on a title. Check out these individuals' actual experience. If you think about it, a surgeon must first complete a degree, then medical school, and years of surgical residency. In total, it might take up to 13 years to complete the required training to become a surgeon. If you need someone to operate on your business, you worked on it, you came up with the idea, then you invested your money, your time and effort, your soul is in it. Yes, it's not a life in that situation, but how much did you fight until your business was finally off the ground? How would you not care enough to check the credentials of someone who's going to operate on your business? Now that I explained to you one side of the coin, I have to mention that there is another side as well. Sometimes you deal with competent consultants and it's not the consultant's fault at all if things go south. The problem, however, arises when business owners, CEOs, or other hiring ups don't know exactly what a consultant can and can do. Most of the issues occur when business owners and CEOs expect consultants to step in and perform tasks beyond their scope of work. There needs to be a clear understanding between the two of you on which service your consultant will provide and what expectations they are able to meet. I mean, the question is, are they really your consultant or do you need them to become your in-house directors? Think of a consultant as an advisor who's only there to offer solutions and suggestions based on their experience and knowledge in the industry. It's basically like asking a friend for their advice on a problem. Your friend is only there to advise you, but they are not there to act on the advice for you. But unlike your typical friend, a consultant can actually go beyond their role of just offering suggestions. Your friend doesn't have the experience. Hopefully your consultant has years of experience. However, it all depends on what you ask them to do and on what you both agreed on in your contract. You can't bring in a consultant to do a consultant's work and then suddenly ask them to be more hands-on. This should be clear beforehand. A consultant is usually there to ask you the right questions, to challenge you, and with that, they help you gain clarity. And they can give you some options on directions to go forward. But you, as the owner of your business, should know more about your business, and therefore, you should be the one to decide in which direction the business should go. So choose your help wisely. And now let's go to a job advertisement. A construction supplier located in Brooklyn is currently seeking to hire an accounting manager who will oversee financials plus manage the current office team. They are looking for someone who has basic financial accounting knowledge, accounts payable, accounts receivable, and P&L reporting, must have management skills as well. Salary starts at about 150K. Please send your resume to info at pollgroup.com. That's I-N-F-O at P-O-E-L-G-R-O-U-P.com. Wishing you all continued success in whatever you do. Have a wonderful day.